Ladies, do you like to relax after a long, hard day with a glass of wine? Yeah, it can feel amazing, but we don't want all the alcohol. We don't want all the calories that come with it. And it can be hard to find a great tasting non-alcoholic wine because most of them taste either too sweet or they taste like watered down grape juice. And we ain't toddlers. And right now, many of you, you know, are flirting with the idea of dry January. We've played with sober October. But what if it was just a year where we said to ourselves, it's okay that I don't have alcohol every single day. It's okay that if I choose to drink, it doesn't have to be an alcoholic beverage. I can still be social with people and not feel the pressure to have alcohol in my wine. And that is where Shirley Wines comes into play. They are fabulous. I've had their rosé, I've had their Sauvignon Blanc, and they taste just like regular wine, but without any of the alcohol. They've gone through a process where it's regular fermented wine, and they have de-alcoholized the wine. So you get that same great wine flavor, but without all the alcohol. And for many of us who are trying to lose that extra belly fat, it is that alcohol that is helping to keep that from moving out. And so if you are someone who is ready to relax after work or enjoy parties and bring the wine, Surely Wines is the answer. They come in great tasting flavors. I've tried the rosé, I've tried the Sauvignon Blanc, and it's absolutely fabulous. And the beauty of it all is that instead of opening up a full bottle, they also come in mini cans so that you can just have a quick glass of wine. It's also very portable. All right. So if you want to give it a shot, go to the link in my bio. You're going to save 30% off of your first purchase. So head over there. And when you give it a try and it's amazing, be sure to say cheers to me and let me know what you think. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers. Today, I had the distinct pleasure of speaking with Miss Maya Miller, and it was an awesome conversation. It was something that I'd been wanting to talk about for a really long time, and it's about adrenal fatigue. And, you know, basically, she schooled me on what adrenal fatigue is and how it's not really a true word, per se, but a, a series of symptoms, a series of, you know, uh, miscommunications that are going on in our bodies between our adrenals, our hypothalamus, our pituitary gland. And many of it is driven by some of the beliefs, the subconscious stories that we tell ourselves. And so we really have to look back at our bibliography, which is a great word that she used. And it was like, you know, what what have we been telling ourselves? What has been gener- you know, told to us by generations um, of our families and of how we are to be? And a lot of that comes from stress. And many of us take that stress and we don't 
you know, we think of life stress, but we don't think about the the chemical stress that we're under or the physical stress that we're under. And she just laid it out so beautifully. And she's given several things that you can do, several protocols that you can try out. You know, my goals always uh, when we do these types of podcasts is just to like educate you. Right? I feel that so many of us get a lot of misinformation or conflicting information. And I really try to go out there and find people who can just cut through the bullshit and give it to us straight. So Miss Maya Miller does just that. So have a listen. And if anything here resonated with you, do me a favor, you know, reach out to Maya. You can also reach out to me. I would love to hear how these types of uh, episodes are impacting you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, Magic Makers. Hey, Magic Makers, it's this week's iTunes review. Amy W. Fitness says, Kim knows her stuff, keeps it real on all levels, five stars. Awesome podcast series on relatable topics that women deal with. Kim's advice, along with her sense of humor, is what everyone needs to find their fit girl magic. Well, thank you so much, Amy W. Fitness. That warms my heart. If you haven't yet left your review, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and hit rate. And then hopefully it's a five-star hint and leave me a review. Thanks. Okay, Magic Makers. You know, I made this list, gosh, over two years ago, and I'm finally, finally getting to talk about it today, adrenal fatigue. And I wanted to talk about this because I feel that for many of us over 40, this is one of the first things that a doctor will say to us. They'll say, oh, it's just adrenal fatigue. And they use the word just adrenal fatigue. And you're like, what? And you're just, then you go down the Google trap. So I have brought Miss Maya Miller on here. Uh, She's going to help us unpack this adrenal fatigue. I'm doing air quotes here. And her specialty is one, adrenal fatigue, but she also helps busy women transform their bodies from the inside out. And I feel like this adrenal fatigue thing is a sign for people who just need to sit their asses down. So (laughs) Maya, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so happy to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You know, as I'm, you know, was reading through and, you know, as I researched guests to come on the show that your tagline was like, girl. This is the woman, <laughs> because so many of us, and I've had several shows, like we, and I believe it's a U.S. thing, but, you know, for those of you guys who are listening internationally, we feel like if we are not running with our hair on fire, trying to solve all the world's problems while cooking dinner, then we, we're, not, we're not worthy. That's where it starts from. It all starts from from a belief that um, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. If uh, no pain, no gain, mm. um, money doesn't grow on trees. Yes. Um, there's all sorts of beliefs that were handed down to us from our very well-intentioned aunties, mothers, fathers, yep. sisters, brothers, and it has set us up to. Um, I mean, just look at what's happening with autoimmune disease, heart disease, oh, type God, 1 yeah. diabetes, type 2 oh, diabetes. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in the U.S., um, the way that we are living um, 
is not working. Mm. Um, it costs us $2.8 trillion annually to manage the health crisis in the United oh. States. Um, and it all stems, stems from these beliefs that we have that are deeply implanted in our subconscious mind. Um, and what a lot of people don't, uh, at the core of everything that I do is um, a lot of brain science, conscious and subconscious work. And what a lot of people don't understand is that 95% of all of your brain activity happens in the section of the brain that is associated with the subconscious mind, which mm. means... <laughs> If you have a belief that is implanted in the subconscious mind, your your subconscious mind goes to the ends of the world, right? Yeah. In order to prove those beliefs yes. to be true. Yes, yes. Which is why we have such a hard time changing our, our actions, right? Because who we are being impacts what we're able to do, the actions we're able to take. So it really stems from a, a you know, a, a belief system that is just um Maybe I don't want to say it's flawed because it may have gotten it, it may have it may have gotten you here. Right? Yeah, mm. here may have come with a lot of success. Mm. Uh, maybe you've got the business, the family, the nonprofit, the whatever. But what got you here isn't going to be able to get you there. So. Yeah, you. Oh my gosh, I, I I take notes after um during all my shows, and you you just gave like we could have. There's so many topics we could just talk on those individual yeah. topics. But the first place you went was you talked about how this our belief system is causing all these autoimmune autoimmune um, issues, and you know, for many of us, if we kind of took a, a step back, I remember this was probably maybe five years ago. I was listening to a podcast. And she said, I want you to go back to 19, like in the 1970s and pull up just like pictures from family reunion. She's like, just Google family reunion 1970 and look at the pictures of women and how they looked. And you didn't see a lot of people overweight. You didn't hear a lot about type two diabetes. You didn't hear a lot of like if you had an autoimmune thing, it was something pretty rare. Very rare, yeah. And it was like you're one in a zillion, you know, just because your parents got together and they had a chromosome and that's how you got this disease. Like that's how it was. It wasn't something we brought okay. on ourselves. And so I find it very interesting that, you know, you talk about that in this world, we're trying to make things work that are being taken out on our bodies because it's clearly not working. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, and, and, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to say that there's like a, a direct, but there's an indirect correlation. So who we are being, right. Mm. Whether I am being consistent, persistent, loving, kind, or whether I'm being a jerk to myself, impatient, right? Like yeah. who we are being, our identity is the software that makes the hardware work, yeah. right? And who we are being impacts what we're able to do, right? Mm. So from a health and wellness perspective, um, delicious food, delicious, healthy food, rest, energy in, energy out, stress reduction, smart supplementation. Those are kind of the main pillars, the main action items. Yeah. That I, um, kind of found my, 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 my clinical practice on. And, and so those are the dials, right? Those are the, the, the dials that we turn the actions yeah. that we take and our actions 
right? How we, how, well, the things that we do in our lives, whether we eat healthy food, whether we get lots of sleep, whether we are, you know, having off the chart stress, mm. um, that determines what we have. And that oftentimes is, you know, do we have um, a healthy body? Do we have a healthy business? Do we have healthy relationships with our with our spouse, with our children? And the reality is, is when you don't feel good in your own in your own body. I mean, this is the vessel th- on which we sail through our, this journey we call life, right? Right, right. Well, if you are on some vessel that has, you know, <laughs> no 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 utter, no navigation system, it's super rusty, holes throughout the hull. You're not gonna be safe you know, very effectively through through life. So that's what I mean by, you know, by, um, by our, our identity, our beliefs, essentially Mm. causing a lot of these health issues, whether it's autoimmune disease or type type two diabetes or heart disease, because the reality is, is our biography, Mm. the actions that we take, the things that we do in our lives, right impact our biology at a cellular level. And that's what happens with autoimmune disease. It also, the same thing happens with, with adrenal dysfunction. Um, you know, I call it HPA access dysfunction. It's your hypothalamus, your pituitary, your adrenals. Um, and, uh, and so, so, so we, you, you kind of have to follow it all the way to all the way to back, right? Right. There's a reason why you have an unhealthy body. It's because of the actions that you've taken. And the actions that you've taken are a result of the programming, the belief systems that you have. And so I I identify as a healthy person, which means the actions that I'm able to take are that of a healthy person, which means I have a relatively healthy body today, at least compared to, you know, where I was 10, 15 years ago. Well, it's funny. So like, you know, and I like that because so many of us, so many, you know, women get caught up in an identity, you know, be it, I'm a mom, I'm an executive, I'm a blah. But I also, you know, want to put put the flip side on this. I'm healthy because I have clients who come to me that their ultimate goal is to be healthy, yet the behaviors that they're taking aren't very healthy. You know, they're the behaviors of beating themselves into submission with a hard workout, with little rest and recovery on the backside, with, you know, having this overstressful job, but telling them that these, you know, 10 mile runs are what's keeping them sane. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, a part of it is um, is a belief structure. And then also part of it is just a complete lack of education. Yeah. Um, The way that we the way that we live in the United States is really disconnected from like the natural rhythms and cycles of the moon and the sun. Yeah. Um, and once you start acting outside of nature, then it's all downhill from there. Um, and so, uh, you know, you brought up an interesting point, which is, you know, women who feel that unless you are like completely like th- slayed after a workout, that it wasn't a beneficial workout. Right. Correct. Well, when it comes to adrenal dysfunction or HPA access dysfunction, um, how you move your body is 
directly dependent on the stage of adrenal dysfunction that you're in. If you are in a thriving state, which very few people are, then you can do those kinds of workouts, right? Um, But understand that it is a physical stressor on your body. If you are tired and wired or completely kind of crashed in this exhaustive phase, those types of workouts are not recommended. So what you do to move your body and the time of day that you move your body is actually really important. Otherwise, it just um, is a contributing factor to the adrenal dysfunction. Um, And adrenal dysfunction has, uh, you know, downstream impact on, on almost everything because our bodies are connected. We have this amazing human body and it's a bunch of interconnected systems, um, which again, you know, Western medicine doesn't treat our bodies that way. You go to a cardiologist for heart mm-hmm. issues, you know, endocrinologist for other issues, you know, and, 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 so and they don't that, talk and they don't talk exactly. Right. Even though our systems are talking, regardless of how our, our Western medical model is set up, our systems are constantly talking to each other. And so, you know, you know, adrenal dysfunction is something that a lot of people probably heard about. Again, I don't like to call it adrenal fatigue because sometimes it's not just the adrenals. It could be the hypothalamus talking to the pituitary. There could be an issue there. There could be an issue between the pituitary and the adrenals, right? Or there could be an issue in the adrenals. So we call it in the clinical world, HPA access dysfunction, but adrenal dysfunction, I mean, it's, 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 it's easier just to say, right. Adrenal fatigue or adrenal dysfunction. So, so let's take a step back because I'm many people listening, you know, they're more familiar with the term adrenal fatigue. So right. if I am, if I am someone who is like, what is this adrenal fatigue? You know, how would I know that I may be experiencing this? So, so, and the reason I, I, I like to say that is because um, I like to kind of give like all three of those definitions. Yeah, no. And I love that. So that people have kind of, you know, you don't need to be a clinician or, you know, to to understand a lot of this stuff. But um, a lot of times I think it's important to kind of understand like some of the history behind it. Um, And I think we need to take a a step back and we need to have an expanded definition of stress because stress Mm -hmm. and and your um, in your autonomic nervous system, which is is broken out into two subsystems. Um, it's your um, your sympathetic nervous system, which is kind of fight or flight, or your parasympathetic nervous system, which is kind of rest and digest, right? right. And so you've got this autonomic nervous system, and we want to be spending the majority of our time resting and digesting. Yeah. Um, it's not bad to be in a state of fight or flight, right? Because you you need you need stress. Some amounts of stress are are, are is good, right? Weightlifting, um, that's stressful on the body, but it's good, right? Um, and so I think we need to understand like what is what is stress? Well, yeah. in the United States, first and foremost, it's the number six cause of death. Okay. Yep. And it's, you know, any strain, pressure, tension, anxiety, um, it's an influence that's either internal or external, very important, that causes or leads to malfunction. Right. And so the first time that you're stressed, maybe there isn't going to be malfunction. That that cycle from, from um, sympathetic to parasympathetic and back and forth right. works very well, Right. But what we don't understand is that 
we are under constant stress today, right? Yeah. And so, so the way that this kind of works, right? We can like take an example of like the, you know, the Serengeti desert or a Mm -hmm. desert in Africa, right? You've got a bunch of zebras resting and digesting at a water hole and they're just chilling, right? And then all of a sudden there's a tiger or a lion and their sympathetic nervous systems are turned on and what ends up happening is that your adrenals release a cortisol surge. And what is enhanced, okay? So anything that is responsible for short-term survival is enhanced, okay? So that means your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up, your breathing rate goes up. We need lots of blood flow to those big muscle movers, right? So that we can get away from that tiger. We have more energy. We have more strength. But there's a price to pay for this, Mm -hmm. right? Because if something is enhanced, then something else has to be suppressed. And so the things that are suppressed are digestion. Mm -hmm. We don't need to process the steak we ate last week if we're in a state of fight or flight, remember? Because your body doesn't know the difference between, you know, somebody chasing you and reading a nasty text (laughs) or something on social media or constantly getting pinged at nighttime via emails. There's no differentiation between those things. And so our digestion is suppressed. Mm-hmm. Your immune system is suppressed. What most people don't know is 70, 80% of your immune system is actually in your gut, is yep. in your digestive system. Reproduction. I mean, mm-hmm. how many women do you know that are having a hard time getting and staying pregnant right now? Oh, yeah. Reproduction is suppressed. Growth hormone is suppressed. Tissue repair is suppressed because none of those things matter in the short term, right? If right. you're if you're going to be Simba's snack, you know, <laughs> then it doesn't matter if you can grow a baby or get rid of well, those cancer right, cells your, or that. Your baby, your body's like, you don't need a baby right now. You need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what's happening during this, 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 um, when your sympathetic nervous system is turned on, your body is trying to prioritize anything. Um, um, uh, your body is trying to kind of prioritize, right? So anything it doesn't need for immediate survival is placed on, is placed on the back burner. And so that is kind of what's happening. You are, you have a stressor and, Mm. you know, there are three kinds of stress. There are physical stressors, there are biochemical stressors, and there are um, perceived or emotional stressors. Right. And so if once you understand that physical stressors, like, um, you know, I was a, I was a division one athlete. So, um, constant working out, that was a physical stressor for me, um, fractures, muscle injuries, nerve compressions, repetitive injuries, poor posture, car accidents, those, you know, for your listeners, right. You probably had some of those, right. So you've got those physical stressors and then here are the chemical stressor. They call them kind of biochemical stressors. So eating inflammatory foods, any sort of additives, Mm. um, pesticides and GMOs, alcohol, caffeine, sugar, drugs, poor sleep, lack of exercise, um, antibiotic use, over-the-counter meds like, um, you know, NSAIDs, Advil, those kinds of things. Those are all chemical stressors, right? Now, all of a sudden, our definition of stress is getting bigger and bigger. It's like a big balloon, right? Right. Well, you know, as you're you're talking, I can hear the conversations I've had with clients and I can hear the conversations women are having and they're like, 
Well, you know, I'm different. You know, um, I need that glass of wine to just get through the day. You know, I need the, you know, and everything there's a justification for. And as you're, you know, laying it out, I don't think many people see that like stack. You know, it's like a stack. That stack of papers that like starts with like one piece of paper and then, you know, rapidly grows to like 500 pieces of paper. And one of the things, I mean, one of the things that I do is an adrenal stress causes inventory because, you know, people don't understand that these, these things are not natural. Um, Alcohol is more problematic than crack cocaine and methamphetamines in this country. So for sure. And I know that it's completely normalized and it took me a long time to get to a point place where I no longer consumed alcohol and no judgment if you're not there yet, because I wasn't there for a very long time. But what people don't understand again, like we just, we just covered physical stressors and chemical stressors, right? Then there's that third category. You're talking about that stack of paper, right? Uh, Our emotional stressors, fear, worry, anxiety, excitement, lack of purpose, negative perceptions, partners being a jerk, stressful day at work. The kids have allergies, can't eat. I mean, I mean, like all of these things are emotional stressors. So now all of a sudden, when we take a look at your symptoms, um, which is anxiety, depression, um, can't poop. A lot of my clients have constipation. Mm -hmm. They don't want to have sex with their partners, zero libido, um, complete lack of energy, can barely get through Friday, um, uh, skin issues, eczema, psoriasis, all of these things, you know, their hair is falling out. Um, you know, all of these like a brain fog where you're looking at like your sister and you can't remember her name. You're like, right. uh, I clearly know who you are. Mm-hmm. So these are, you look at those symptoms and you're like, okay, well, let's take a look at your biography, right? So your biology is like all of these symptoms. Right. Well, let's, let's look over our shoulders. Well, you know, are are you having a glass of wine every single day? Yeah. Five to seven drinks on the weekend. Are you mm-hmm. not sleeping? Are you not moving your body? Your biography becomes your biology. The things that you do in your past, the actions that you take, which are based off of your programming, right? Right. Create what you have in your body right now. So yeah. look, the reality is, is like people have to take responsibility for their own lives. If Correct. you don't like how much money is in your bank account, if you don't like the way that your body looks, if you don't like the relationships that you have, all you need to do is look inside because mm. your external world is a direct reflection of your internal world. And if you want to change your external world, you have to be the change. You have to start from the inside out. That is why my protocol is called the inside out protocol, right? We're transforming right. our bodies from the inside out. And, you know, I'm not saying that all of my clients stop drinking right. forever. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is if we take a look at all our all of our behaviors out there, right, in right. aggregate, can we improve 80% of them so that if you want to have a, you know, if, if, if being, a, you know, um, you know, if, if drinking wines and collecting wines is like a part of who you are, right. then you can continue to do that. Right. Um, so it's not that, that, uh, being healthy looks a particular way for every single person. Everybody is different. Um, but when, wh- what can we do to, you know, kind of like ch- ch- change the course of the ship? Um, in right. general. Yeah, no. And, and like that. And so it's like, as we kind of like 
unpack the path we've gone on. So, you know, for many of us, what has been diagnosed as adrenal fatigue, it's more of the, our bodies aren't getting all the signals we need because there are these three various stressors, be it emotional, be it chemical, or be it physical stressors that are all vying for attention that our body's like, uh, I don't know which way to turn right now. Because there's, for many people, like if you think about it is like, if we're going back to Serengeti, there's a lot of tigers coming. And I don't know, like, do I go right? Do I go left? Do I just lay here and pray for the best? Like, where do I go? So your body's just kind of like, I don't know how to help you. There's, there's, it's too much. Well, I think that's where, um, what you do is just as important as how you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and the order in which you do it. Um, you know, I think that there are a couple of things that you really need to have, um, high level, um, you know, in order to kind of make these, um, in order to make these changes in your life. Um, and these are, this is kind of like, this is like my, my formula, right? Mm -hmm. You need to have a strategy. So you need to have somebody that understands like what's going on in your body. And for me, I run clinical labs on all of my clients. So whether it's a stool test, blood chemistry, where I analyze blood, um, whether it's, um, you know, looking at your hormones through a saliva test or a urine test, mineral levels in the body, which are so critical, um, you know, through a hair test. And that kind of informs me on like what's going on in your body. Gotcha. Um, I'm able to oftentimes explain this is why you I'm be able to connect the dots between what the labs are telling me and what your symptoms are. Gotcha. And then I'm able to kind of put together these like tailored protocols, which mm. is like, okay, well, what, what do we, what are the systems? So this is the second thing you need strategy. The second thing is you need some systems. What actions do I take to optimize my health without losing my shit, right? Without losing your sanity. Exactly. And so you have to understand, okay, what are the levelers? What are the, what are the dials that we're turning? What are the actions that we're taking? But if you're doing the right thing in the wrong order, mm. you will not see success. Correct. So oftentimes you need the third thing. You need the structure. Yeah. So this is the order you need to do things in so that you can finally be successful. Yeah. Oftentimes people default to moving your body, right? Yeah. Exercise. Always. Yes, exercise easy. is important. It, yeah. Well, and, and what kind of exercise, what right. time of day, like, you know, th- th- those questions need to be answered. So the third thing is kind of structure the order in which we need to do them. And then kind of to your, like, there's a lot of different, um, um, you know, tigers coming at you. My fourth S is simplicity. Yeah. And so have the simplicity you've lacked so that getting healthy becomes easy because human beings are hardwired to do two things. One is to seek pleasure. Where's the wine? And the other is to avoid pain, right? Yep. So if the things that I'm asking you to do are very painful and lack zero pleasure, you are not going to be able nope. to do it long term. And then the last two is you need some, some support, right? So, um, and then, um, and then you also need to have some success pretty quickly. Yeah, sure. Because, because we are motivated by seeking pleasure and success is pleasure is pleasurable, right? Right, right. 
So those are the, those are kind of the six things that you need. And for me, like I'm allergic to cookie cutter programs. And by the time that people get to me, they've seen on average 12 yeah. doctors Yeah, and their doctors have told them everything's normal. Mm-hmm. This is, you're just a woman. You're just you're crazy older. in your head. Yeah. You know, and, and so the reality is there's no such thing as like normal diarrhea or normal anxiety or no. normal hair loss. If you're experiencing those things, there's a reason why. Right. And the labs help me really paint a picture of what's going on in the entire body. Right. And, and so that's kind of how I approach things, right? Uh, because to your point, there there's a lot of conflicting information, mm. you know, somebody might say, go keto. Well, for certain clients of mine, if I was to put them on a keto diet, they would have their, have to have their gallbladder removed. And I've had clients like that, right? That somebody put them on a keto diet and they had to remove their gallbladder. Their, their bodies weren't meant to eat so much fat and protein. Right. And then I've got some people that are like, go vegan, right? Go vegetarian, plant strong. And and they've had neurological symptoms that mimic things like multiple sclerosis. And once we pulled them off of that vegetarian diet and gave them like a robust source of like amino acids and saturated fats, all of their neurological symptoms went away. Right. So right, right. you have to understand like everybody, your, your metabolism is as unique as your fingerprint, yeah. right? And maybe when you're 20 years old, okay, you can think about losing weight and 20 pounds, you know, like exactly. off of you. But by the time you're 30 or 40 or 50, you're dealing with don't a happen. very different body and a larger stack of like things that have happened that you have, that have yeah. kind of planted themselves in your cells. Yeah. And, you know, I like that, you know, I, I like strategy and, you know, everyone who's listening and you, if you're a long, long time listeners, magic make, you know, I'm all about the strategy because people want that um, instant gratification, right? We're, we're used to 30 days to whatever it is that you're looking for, right? Yep. 30 magical days, all my problems are going to be solved where I like where you're, you know, if I were to come to you, you'd be like, I don't know what's going to happen for you in 30 days, but I do know in 30 days, you know, maybe this might feel a little bit better. Yeah. But we're we're just kind of, you know, chipping away at decades probably of what, you know, all of these things that have this, that stack of paper that has just been building over and over and over against of time. Which in, in the first 30 days of clients working with me, I give them four things they need to do over the course of four weeks. That's it. Yeah. Well, because I, I changed I change their breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, like I change their breakfast. I change how they're moving their bodies. I, you know, have them do a certain amount of light exposure. Um, you know, there, there's, there, and they're very easy. Like the first week I give you two breakfast recipes that are tailored to help heal the adrenals. And it takes 15 minutes for the entire week. Yeah. Simple. Not mm-hmm. a lot of time, not right. a lot of energy, not a lot of money. There's no, so if, if you can't do one thing in one week, right now we're stripping it all down. Now it's not a matter of, oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I don't have enough time. Exactly. Right? There's, there's something else there then. And that's why I, I do that. And it's, right. it's, it's very, it's very, um, and I also, the women that I work with and the men that I work with, 
um, you know, oftentimes are busy moms, busy entrepreneurs. They, you know, have, you know, their directors in, in Fortune 5 companies. And so, yes, time is an issue, but right. oftentimes it's more of an excuse. A hundred percent. Or a lack of information. Like yeah. a lot of my clients didn't know that they could spend 10 minutes to make breakfast for the entire week. Right. And, and like be well-fueled. Um, so my clients tend to uh, see success within those first, you know, I had a client literally lose like, not that I really even track weight, like it's not something that's very important to me. Right. Um, but, you know, she was like, I lost seven pounds in one week. And I'm like, yeah, it's from breakfast. Like, it, right. you know, <laughs> once you strip all this stuff away, it's not that hard. Yeah. Should be. Right. So, you know, and and that's why I feel like, you know, people fall into two camps that, you know, they overthink it. And so like, if you were to say, you know, have one small healthy breakfast in their mind, they think it has to be this big spread that, you know, Bacon Martha, and eggs and right, that and, Martha yeah. Stewart would make in her kitchen. And you're just yeah. like, you're going from not eating breakfast into a stressful day into maybe eating lunch and then maybe and then having dinner with a glass of wine, where you're just like, I'm just trying to get you starting to have these little fuel pockets throughout the day. Um, yeah. and so, we you know, start with small, we start with small change, right? Yeah. If I, if, right. If going into it, all of a sudden I was like, we're going to completely change right. every single meal that you eat. I'm going to have you do a six hour food prep on Sunday. Exactly. Here's, gonna, a 500, here's my 500 step morning routine that you're going to have to, pre- they'd be like, I'm exactly. out. Exactly. And yeah. I, and, and I'd like that the small win. And, you know, as we were, you know, talking through, um, this adrenal part, I think many people also discount that emotional part of it. Oh, it's huge. It's, you know, for them, you know, and I, I could think of a, a client in particular that, you know, she's going through a job change. Her parents are aging and, you know, she's not sleeping. And she's like, okay, I, I got to go to the gym. And I was like, girl, like you have so many other things that are stacking against you right now that these hard workouts I'm like, that's why you're not losing the weight. It's like, we have to kind of start to have a like time, (laughs) a time that you can take this nice deep breath and crushing it at the gym isn't a deep breath for you right now. Yeah. And that's where I'm able to really use labs to paint a picture of what's actually going on. Yeah. Because somebody can talk to me until they're blue in the face about how I need to go to the gym. And when I tell them that they have like no DHEA, no testosterone, no estrogen, um, uh, they're completely crashed out or, you know, like when I show them like, Hey, here's what's going on with your hormones. So you can go ahead and you can, you can choose to continue doing this workout. And like, this is actually what's happening. And I don't have a dog in this fight, right? Like right. you have to make your own decision for Correct. you. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Sometimes the reality is, is like, sometimes things need to get really bad before we, you know, before we have the motivation to be able to make changes. Mm. Um, and there's something, oftentimes there's something that we get from how we identify. It, it, it's pure, you know, in this woman's case, it's purely identity, you know? Yeah. It's she, like, she feels important. She feels like she's, you know, a boss babe. She feels like there's something that she's getting from right, the actions that she's taking. It's stronger. The What she's getting out of it is stronger than her body being like, hey, yep. hey. 
Yeah. And sometimes, and so that's where a lot of the work that, I mean, that's where a lot of the coaching comes into play. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, like you can, you can keep, you can keep doing this or you can make a change. It's your life, right? Like I cannot do the work for you. Uh, you Um, Point out the red flags. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times it's like, once you kind of like uncover that thing and people have this like massive aha yeah. Because it's not like they know. It's not like they're sitting there consciously being like, oh, you know, (laughs) like I feel really productive or I feel like I'm, you know, moving towards my goals or, you know, like they don't, they don't, they they don't, they're not like consciously thinking these things. Sometimes you need somebody to kind of like take you out of your own environment and point, you know, point something out. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff is, is all, it's complicated, right? If it it's, was, it's so, I mean, it's so complicated. Cause it's like, you know, I, I, I love social media, but I also hate social media because, you know, I, I find people like you who I read your stuff and I'm like, it's very, you know, fact, one factual, um, two, it's very succinct where it's like, these are your symptoms. Here are the, you know, the things that might be the drivers. And it helps me as someone who I'm like, oh, oh, wow, interesting. It kind of helps me, like you said, shift my perspective of maybe these hard workouts or maybe my lack of sleep or maybe I shouldn't be popping Advil like it's candy, you know, and it kind of helps me to, you know, I might not make that immediate phone call, but I'm starting like the seeds have started to plant. Yeah. You're, you're, you're planting seeds, you know, and the reality is, is, you know, not only what kind of workout are you doing, but what time of day are you doing? Are you doing the workout? And so this may be helpful to some of your, some, some of your listeners. Um, you know, there are four adrenal stress levels. Um, one is thriving. I'm not going to cover a lot of that. You right. know, if you're thriving, you don't eat like, you know, if you're, if you're thriving, right. Right. Um, but then the first kind of stage of dysfunction is stressed. Yeah. Um, so you feel edgy. Um, other people seem like they're going too slow, like they're driving too slow. They can't make your coffee fast enough. Your sleep, it's really difficult to fall asleep. So your mind is going a yeah, lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your mental function is kind of fast and scattered. Okay. If you are stressed out, I'm not saying don't move. What I'm saying is that strength training is going to be your go-to movement. Okay. Right. And your strength training needs to happen earlier in the day, not later in the day, because working out actually increases cortisol in your body and cortisol does not let you sleep. Right. Right. Then you've got tired and wired, right? So you feel overwhelmed. Other people seem kind of incompetent. Um, you may be able to, you know, get to sleep, but you have a hard time staying asleep. Um, your mental function is kind of erratic. Um, and the best type of exercise for you is going to be cardio. Um, and again, you want to do that earlier in the day, not like after work, but before work or maybe, you know, at, uh, on your lunch break. So I'm going to I'm going to flip that. So, I, you know, I can I can I can see people being like, you know, Maya, that's all well and good, but I can't go to the gym in the morning. You know, is is there, you know, if maybe I could do that on weekends, would that 
help me out a bit because I can totally see the people who are like, you know, I got to get my kids to school, then I have to get to work. You know, the only time I have is that like, you know, 530. the the first the first movement i would say that you are you are stress you are damaging your body by doing those kinds of workouts in that stage okay. so you can continue <laughs> water in excess will kill you true oxygen in excess will kill you those are two things that sun in excess will kill you but we we need all three of those things in moderation. So, so just because something is healthy, right? You've got to do it at the right time and it's got to be the, the right thing at the right time. The thing that I tell my clients to start with is a 30 minute walk within 30 to 45 minutes of sunrise mm-hmm. every single day, because that helps stabilized hormones. It resets your circadian rhythm. And I think that is a more impactful workout for 95%, 99% of the U S population than going to the gym. Yeah. Right. You need sun exposure. You need ultraviolet exposure in your, in your eyeballs, right. In your, in your corneas. Um, and so you, you, there's no reason get you if it's good for you it's good for your kids go on a walk with your kids within an hour of sunrise right and i know that there are certain like shift workers and those kinds of things i'm not talking about that right but what that means is like you need to change your life around a little bit maybe you need to have a conversation with work maybe you need to have right you need to design the life that is going to keep you alive long term and there's a million excuses right they're like (laughs) they're like a-holes everybody's got them but at the end of the day this is your life there is no knight in shining armor nobody is coming to save you it's just you and the decisions that you have to make. Mm. So you can complain and make excuses all day long. Here's your daily dose of tough love, but that's just going to like, if you keep doing what you've always been doing, you're always going to have what you've always had. You want new results. You got to take new actions. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm in the business of letting people know, like, here's the strategy. Here's the actions that you need to take. I can do some coaching around like what's going on. But at the end of the day, if if you want to rely, uh, pick your hard, right? It's hard to get yeah. the kids out of bed and, and have them walk, do a walk with me. You want to know what's also hard? Chemo. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like I get it. Like there's a million reasons that you could probably sit there and write, write down why you don't want to change or you have to, you know, change. And the reality is, is, you know, I just walked you through the thriving, the stress, the tired and wired phase. But if you don't take new actions, you will end up in a crashed phase. Mm. And this is the worst of the worst. You feel exhausted. Other people to you seem like they're really demanding your sleep, even though you're falling asleep and staying asleep, it's unrefreshing. You wake up in the morning as if you slept not at all. Not at all. Your mental function is very foggy. You're unable to generate ideas. And the best type of exercise for you is neither strength or cardio. It's restorative. It's, you know, a gentle walk. It's, um, um, you know, uh, things like, uh, a restorative Pilates class, um, Mm. meditation, you know, like sitting outside with your feet on the earth, 
a restorative, you know, a restorative yoga class or something like that. These are the things that you're going to, you're going to want to default to. And, um, and, and so not only it's like, what, what, how are you moving your body, but when are you moving your body? You know, if you're doing a hot yoga class in a crashed Mm. state, that's incredibly dangerous for you. Yeah. You know, and as you're, as you're, uh, you know, saying these things, um, you know, I think we also need to shift what we think is a workout. You know, many people have been programmed for decades that, you know, a workout has to be a specific amount of time and it has to look a certain way. And as you're, as you're talking through it, it's like, we have to let our bodies dictate what that workout looks like versus and, and also brain. we need to I think we should also acknowledge that working out is a fairly new thing. Mm. In the past, we had lives that did not include a lot of sedentary, right. you know, sitting. So I would say working out was something that really kind of started, I would say in like maybe like the 70s, right? Yeah. Where where you're like Oak or you know, late 60s, you know, maybe the 70s, where we are going for a run, we're we're doing all these things. But it used to be that the majority of people lived in rural areas. You got up with the sun, yeah, you did some chores outside, you went back inside, you had breakfast, right? People weren't eating right away. Um, you know, uh, and then then they're moving throughout the entire day. So you, we have to understand that like how we are living right now, we wake up in a cave, Mm. we get into another cave, our cars drive to another cave, our office, go grocery shopping in another cave, go working out in another cave, the Mm. gym. And then we come back home. We have no, we have no exposure to the natural course of the sun throughout the sky. You know, we're, um, we're not paying, we're not living our lives in a normal way. And somehow we've been brainwashed to think the way that we're living right now is normal. Right. And, and that's just not the case. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you know, as, as you, as you go through it, you're, you're right. Cause it's like, you know, back in the day, you know, I farmed my land. And so there was, there was no body pump class. It was, you know, I moved the horse, I moved, I moved the bale of hay and I, you know, got the horses out and I milked a couple cows and I had to walk to town if I were to. It's all, it's all functional movement, right? Right. Like lifting bale hays, those kinds of things. I would say one of the most important things that you can do in developing a healthy routine is getting outside and walking for 20 to 30 minutes every single day within an hour of sunrise and then also within an hour of sunset. Hmm. And I can guarantee you that 99.9% of your listeners don't do that one thing. So for me and my clients, I don't even want, I don't want to talk to them about their yoga, their hit classes, their Pilates classes until they can incorporate this one thing that gets their body moving. It it resets their circadian rhythm. It allows them to sleep better at night. It programs your body to know when do we stay awake and when do we start falling asleep? Um, you know, they call midnight midnight because it used to be the middle of the night. True. But now, you know, I do have a couple of clients who are night owls and, you know, 
they're not dragging their asses to bed till one, two in the morning. Yep. And that's your all of almost all of your detoxification happens at night. <laughs> your liver is most active at night. And you, like your certain um not only detoxification, but kind of a, a reset or a reprogram of your brain, right? Like just like clearing your brain as well. And so if you aren't going to bed, you know, if you're not willing to make those kinds of changes, I can't even work with you, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just like, it just, it doesn't, nothing will matter. Like if you can't change that thing, then you are going to continue to get sick. You'll probably have Alzheimer's or dementia at some point in your life. And, you know, these are the consequences of, you know, not being able to make those kinds of decisions earlier on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, it's, the thing that I, I love about this conversation is that one, you know, we've laid out a lot of different paths. For people, we I'm hoping I'm hoping we opened a bunch of loops that people see like how I'm impacting not only my adrenals but the bigger picture, my overall health. Um, yeah. We've given them you know simple thing to try. You know, I always think of everything's an experiment. You know, um, nothing we talked about here is something that no one can do, right? There was, there weren't a lot of things that said, okay, so thousand dollars for this and $3,000 for this. And you got to go on this five day walking retreat. Like we haven't said any of that. Everything has been very tangible. And if I wanted to, after, you know, pressing stop on this podcast, I can go off and do it right now. Yep. So, you know, for everyone listening, I, I want you to realize like, it's a decision. You know, she's has Maya has said it over and over and over again. We have to make the decision. I am a recovering stress ball. I was that person who went to 12 umpteen doctors. <laughs> I was that person who, you know, I was so frustrated with everything that was going on because I was doing all the right things, air quotes. And it was someone like Maya who said to me, girlfriend, um, you got a lot of shit going on here. <laughs> We're gonna have to unpack it. It's gonna take some time. You don't want to hear that. But how badly do you want this gone? Yeah. And I, I, at a minimum, work with people for eight months. If you're not willing to sign up for eight months with me, then like, then I don't even, like, it's unethical for me to really like, right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, I always say, how long have you been living this play? Yeah. It's like 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And I'm like, great. Then it will probably take you about half the amount of time if you're focused to undo what you just did. I'm not going to say that, you know, there's not going to be, you know, you're not going to have, you know, major improvements in in a shorter amount of time than that. But like, I've been on my wellness journey for 15, 20 years now. Yeah. And it's, you know, I always say people, well, I always say people like it's a, like, it's like a journey where like you have so many waypoints along the way, right? There's not this like A to B, you know, if I were to go from uh, Maya lives in Austin, I live in Boston. Oh, they run. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it could, I have no idea how many miles it is, but maybe I could drive it in a day, but why would I want to, why would I need to? What if I said, okay, I'm going to drive from Boston to New York. And maybe I stay in New York for a couple of days. Then I drive to Philadelphia. And then I kind of have these little waypoints along the way. And that's what we're talking about. It's like, how do we have these waypoints so that maybe we need to readjust, rejig our route? Maybe there's a snowstorm coming and we need to stay a couple extra days. Yeah. So 
Well, it would take you 29 hours to drive here, and it's almost 2,000 miles if you went a direct route. Yeah. And you would probably miss some really cool things if you went that direct route, right? Yeah. So this journey is not linear. Um, Sometimes it's one step forward, two steps back. Yep. But again, if we take a look at instead of, you know, a 30-day chunk of time, if we take a look at a 12-month chunk of time, if we are, you know, stepping forward more than we are stepping back over the course of those 12 months, then that in and of itself is progress. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I'm, I'm going to end on that because I feel like I've, some of your your head is like, <laughs> we've given you a lot. You might have to listen to this a couple of times, but for sure, you know, follow uh, Maya. Maya, where can they find you on the socials? I like to be really accessible. You can always um, email me, maya at mayamiller.com. And it's M-A-J-A at mayamiller.com. If you want to talk to me, like a real like live conversation, you can go to iopnextlevel.com. And there is a um, quick little kind of Q&A thing that I do there just so they have a little bit of information about you before we hop on a Zoom call, but you can book some time to speak with me. And I'm not big on the socials. Um, I feel like they take away a lot. Um, uh, but you can also find me on you can find me on Facebook. Almost all of my content is um, is public. So, um, so yeah. So you can find me on Facebook. You can message me there. You know, Messenger pigeons also work. I mean, I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty accessible. <sighs> Yeah, I love that. And then Maya, I always ask people this last question is, what is one thing that makes you feel magical? What is one thing that makes me feel magical? I am pregnant right now. Ah! And <laughs> so I'm 29 weeks pregnant. Um, our little boy is due at the end of February. And every time I feel that little dude Ooh. like move inside of me, I feel magical AF. I'm like, whoa. Like I'm still like, wow. Like I'm growing like a You're whole. You're processing. You're like, there's being. something alive in here. Like, <laughs> like I just made like a skeletal system this week. Like this right. is wild, you know? Um, and so, so this process of being pregnant, um, I've been very in tune with my body mm. and it just makes the whole process seem magical. Like there was this, probably two, three week chunk of time where I was craving certain things. And I have the privilege of understanding that they were high in like omega threes. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, brain development is starting this week. Like there's Ah. a lot of brain development happening. So this whole process makes me feel like, man, like being pregnant and growing a human is so incredibly magical. The body is just magical in and of itself. Um, so yeah, magical. Yeah. Yeah. Now is this your first First baby. Yeah. Ah, congratulations. Thank yeah. You. That I, I uh, was just talking to a potential new client and um, she was saying that she got that 3D imaging done. And I am just mm-hmm. like that. It, it just before you used to get this like fuzzy picture and you're like, right there, there's his eye. And you're like, sure, that's yeah. his eye. <laughs> Looks like a lima bean. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's really magical. So so yeah, it's a really cool kind of new chapter in in my life. And, you know, it's interesting because so many of my clients um, are moms that mm. had just had awful pregnancies, traumatic yeah. births. And um, I did a lot of work for about two, three years before I got pregnant. Um, 
I essentially was my own client, ran my own labs, saw what I yeah. needed to fix, right? Did all the things. And this pregnancy has been so incredibly easy. No morning sickness. Good. Like, 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 and I'm like, oh, this is what, it, this is, this is what a typical pregnancy should feel like. Right. And unfortunately, so many women don't have that, um, that, 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 that experience. Yeah. It's sad. It is sad. Well, Maya, I want to thank you so much for this. This has been really informative. You know, for those, my magic makers listening, I hope that one, we opened the loops for you. We started to kind of have you thinking of like, maybe some of the things I'm experiencing aren't normal. Uh, Maybe you are opening the door that maybe I need to get some more labs done. And I, I will tell you that most general practitioners will not do the labs that Maya is talking about. They will look at you and tell you that you don't need them. Or they'll just be like, what? Um, you know, they may have not even heard of some of the labs they're talking about. Um, yep. So, uh, But the first place I always tell people to go, give me six months of you eating healthily, you getting a good night's sleep, start there. And some of your symptoms might go away just with good night's sleep and making focus on your nutrition. Amen, sister. Um, because, you know, I'm sure that if you work with Maya and she sees that you work sleeping three hours a night, she's going to be like, girlfriend, we need to get none of the other stuff matters. None of the supplements, none of that other stuff. Right. You can't, you've got to build on a bedrock foundation, which is what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, many of us, there's certain things that we aren't doing right now that we could probably do so that when we do get to a point where we do are taking labs, the labs might show more things that are out of whack because. I always tell, think about sleep as like your, um, your rinse and repeat cycle. It's like, I press my dishwasher and for some reason it, it just stops on certain points and my dishes never get clean. That's how sleep is. If I don't exactly. get a good, if I don't get a good night's sleep, there's so many systems that don't get turned on or don't get turned off because it hasn't had that full cycle uh, cycle. All right, ladies, I've so much, so much to unpack, so much to unpack here. Listen to it multiple times, you know, questions, reach out to Maya. And um, even if it's to say congratulations on her new nugget. <laughs> <laughs> but Maya, thank you so much for spending time with me this afternoon. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Fake Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.